Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes befriended a monster and fought the furniture. Ari is eager to get her hands on the conch shell, but after the treasure is looted, the party will have little choice but to explore the dark caves behind the keep. No one knows what dangers lurk in those corridors, but at least now they have the aid of a friendly water elemental. Let's find out what happens next when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know that the dungeon that we're running uh, is using a modified version of the map of Dangwaru, I think is how you probably would pronounce it, uh, which can be found in the Tortal Package. The Tortal Package was released by Wizards of the Coast in September of 2017 as a supplement to the Tomb of Annihilation adventure module. I knew it was a good idea to, to, to let that water thing escape. Hey, 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 water element. I speak, I speak Aquin. I can actually talk to this guy, right? I didn't want to say anything, but I thought I remembered that. But then I thought it was wrong. But I was like, why don't we just have Bush talk to it? <laughs> yeah, it would have made sense for me to talk to it. And I did forget that. <laughs> And I, I just look at it, and remember, my globe is is ha hanging out next to me, um, you know, just floating, giving us all the light that we need. And, and I say, "Well, th thanks, fella. We sure appreciate you." And I'm talking to the water elemental. Uh, you, you, you sure, you know, saved our hides just then. Uh, what's your name? Oh, um. His name is Water Elemental. He uh, <laughs> he doesn't answer in like you know direct language. Um, sure, he's you're hearing like the bubbly sort of noise that happens when you talk to Water Elementals, and he doesn't respond with a name. He instead responds with the ideas and the feelings of um, gratitude and freedom. Like he keeps talking, he he'll like repeat those two things. <sighs> You, you, you know what? I was, uh, you know, m m my my people for years and years suffered under the uh, under the Mogu and the Klaxi. So I res I respect anyone looking for freedom at any time, and I thank you for helping us. He repeats the gratitude, um, like em like the the emotion, the bubbles of emotion of gratitude. Did you want to, uh, did, no, you have your freedom totally right now, and, uh, you've, you've already helped us so much. Would you like to, to follow, you know, go with us through the rest of this area? Or did you want to go ahead and go on your way? Because I wouldn't begrudge you, you know, wanting to do that at all. Uh, the answer that he gives is basically you interpret it as he'll hang out for a short time, but then he wants to leave. Um, the, the decision then is take him with you and continue to explore now or take a rest and he'll head out to the ocean. Let's keep going. I, I say let's keep going. Um, but, but my HP is good. I still have a rage on me. I still have I have a healing potion too if I need it. So I say let's keep going. I'm going to go grab the dumb conch shell though. Like I want that shell. So You best be careful it. before you go touching stuff like that. I'm grabbing it. <laughs> oh, you reach dear. out with 
all of the confidence of someone who's never been grappled by a rug before. <laughs> and as you pick it up, you get a magical sense off of it. <gasps> ha. Okay. Well, it makes sense Dried. that a bard has an instrument. Can I, do I notice any like etchings or anything that would give me any ideas as to what this is? We have been over this. You have to spend an hour you have to looking have fine... at it and like I don't want the elements and... to go away though. Fine, I'll just put it in my bag and I'll fit. Can, I'm going to blow on it though. I'm going to go. <gasps> blow it in it. Okay. <laughs> you blow in the conch shell and the sound echoes around the room. You fool of a took. <laughs> and it blows like out of the big part where you put your hand, like it's where the sound comes out of, but it's also where you put your hand to hold it. A bubble starts to grow. <gasps> of course it does. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it gets to be the size of yo mama. Hold, hold please. <laughs> I have a yo mama joke as one of my raps if we ever get to it. It grows to be a a bubble that is sitting on the ground so it's flat on the ground but it's like spherical in all other dimensions and it fills a great a large portion of the room it's got to be 10 foot radius um so 20 foot in diameter and then 10 feet tall in the middle um clear us all (laughs) clear warbly um bubble shaped uh um structure And after it's finished forming, it stays and it rests there and it doesn't move and it doesn't change. And the conch shell crumbles to dust. And you are inside a what appears to you from the inside to be a dome shaped bubble of like a soap bubble. Can I breathe easily? And it's nice in here. It's like slightly warm, but like not hot, not cold. Like it's a very comfortable temperature. If I walk, does it walk with me like a gerbil show or no. does it? It doesn't. Okay. No, it stays stationary. It looks like you just wasted one use magic item. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted to blow in it. He said it was dusty. And I figured it was useless. You know what it is, don't you, Falker? I, I mean, it makes me think of Tiny Hut, which is kind of sad that we wasted a charge of Tiny Hut. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it makes me th- think that maybe you could breathe underwater or something. Well, if you were underground, uh, underwater. But I guess we'll never know. Like, do I get any benefits of being in here? Does it like tingly, magic-y, healy, resty? You get a sense that the surface of the bubble is magical. Um, okay. The temperature changed slightly when the bubble was created. And before the bubble, the room was um, a little like the space that you were standing in was a little dusty and a little like it wasn't chilly enough to complain about it. But like it was you were like, ah, it could be warmer, I guess, technically. And now it's like a very nice, comfortable temperature. Um it uh, it is transparent. Um, it is. It seems to be there, there. There, there's its own light is present in here. Um, it's not just the light from the drift globe is present. Like you can see within the dome without any real trouble. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna discover anything else about this bubble. Can I walk out of the bubble? You. You touch the surface and you get the sense that yes, you could walk out of it. If I like blow, will the bubble move? Like if I blow from the inside, the like. No, it appears to be completely. Blow, it's not gonna move. You huff and you puff and you fail to blow this down. (laughs) You are, despite being the big bad wolf, completely unable to do that. Okay, so realizing in my head that I've done messed up hardcore, I can't show that. So I am just gonna very confidently walk out of the bubble and just not even address that I just messed up hardcore and just be like, you guys should do that sometime. Okay. You walk out of the bubble. It vanishes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just wanted to pull on the shell. 
<laughs> Apparently. Well, well uh, do, do, are, are there doors so in this room? Is it anywhere else? Uh, are, are these doors, are these shelves? Um, now that we've uh, p- plundered and destroyed anything of value in here. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. I see I see two two urns here. I'm Go going kick to em. kick them. Kick them both. You kick the urns. You are checking for uh, trapdoor switches underneath of them. You don't find any of those. They shatter easily under your intense foot, uh, much like a pot from The Legend of Zelda. Um, very little else to find in here other than the rug that attacked you and the magical conch shell. That no longer exists. <laughs> All right, then. Well, while we, ha- while we have our elemental friend here, and I n- nod to to the elemental. I, said, I, I think we could uh, g- go ahead and wander through here until our friend is is ready to uh, depart. Let's but, head to the cave. You, you know, Mr. Elemental, there is something I, I think that might be of interest to you. And then I say, come on, little buddy, to my glowing orb. And it follows me. Okay. Yep. So um, Ari and... Falcus walk confidently individually through the room. Um, Butch is being trailed by a water elemental and a drift globe. Uh, he's got his own little menagerie going. And you guys enter into the cave area on the eastern side of the treasure room. And I need to find that space in my notes. Okay, cool. Okay. So you pass through the secret passageway. You enter into a natural looking cave kind of area that um, it's like a cave connected to a tunnel, connected to a cave. Like you, you look in and you see, okay, so it's like sectioned as though it's rooms, but it's like much more natural looking than, than like deliberately carved. Um, you can hear that loud crashing sound of the waves flowing in from the far north, you know, in the direction where the rope bridge was over that section of water. Um, you can see a pool of water in this cave as you enter it that's probably 40 feet across. It's tainted with a red discoloration. And as you enter into the cave, you notice that there is a thin um, red mist that hangs like a fog through this whole area. The, f- the, the first thing I do is go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I leave all my friends in the dark because my little buddy comes with me and I, and I run back over to the dead parrot and I pull out a couple of pretty feathers, stick them in my tricorn hat <laughs> and then come and then come back. Okay. All right. So your, your, your pirate hat, which is now giving you a plus one to your initiative rolls also gives you a plus three to your feathers inventory. Perfect. Wonderful. Hey, uh, Butch, can you ask the water elemental if they pass through this mist, if they would absorb that red mist? I, I kind of worry that our friend here might turn against us unwillingly uh, if this red mist does what it did to uh, the parrot and some of the other things that we've encountered so far. Do you relay that? No, but I'm thinking, are we asking him to do it or asking him if he can do is able to do it? No, I'm asking him if his body absorbs things like mist and stuff. Like if this is a a red mist out there, if that's going to, without him really willing it, if that's going to just absorb how, I I don't know how water, water elementals, physically work you know because this is a fantasy world um but in my mind if you've got an open surface of water it's going to interact with mist or toxics toxins in the air and there's going to be a transfer or absorption of that into the water is kind of my thought process okay so i'm gonna ask him um like there, there there's there's water here, but I see something that that isn't exactly water. Do you feel that's a danger to you? Um, okay, yeah. You ask him if he's um, at risk here. He expresses doubt. Okay. 
Does that answer your question, Erica? Yeah, we'll be comfortable enough to keep moving, I guess. I mean, he's magical in nature. I'm sure he has, like, a barrier between what can be in him. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, like, we're not in a pool right now. There's there's um, areas to walk around it. But there's definitely, like, blood. There's some kind of blood mist or something. Ugh, there's more stuff down here, too, man. Look, look down here. Yeah, Falkus starts to move south and sees another cave area that has another pool in it that is like the water would should be should be like not maybe not Ugh. pure but at least clear and it is also tainted with that same red you know impurity. To my water elemental friend, I say, "Do you know what this is?" You you get a confused sort of a sense off of them. Okay. I don't feel confident or comfortable like letting the blood sales come here now because if they get infected by this stuff too, holy crap, they're going to be vicious. Well, Falcus, I think one or two of them might already be pretty vicious. Now, we we do have a sample of this, right? From the... Uh, from the crab fountain. This looks very, very similar to the sample that you took from the crab fountain. Yes. Could I have a theory. I don't know if it's a good one. Could it be possible that the this reacts to acid? Like, could that be why the captain's so heck-bent on not having acid on the ship? Huh. Only one way to find out. Okay. Uh, DM question. Would we be able to literally take a, maybe in a controlled bowl or something, a drop of this red stuff and a drop of the acid without losing either vial? You're the one that said you don't want to be an alchemist. <laughs> we do have the alchemy tools. I have, I have the kit on me, so as of right now, I am going to be an alchemist, all right? You do have the supplies to try this experiment if you want to. You are not proficient in that role, so you're not going to be able to add your proficiency bonus to trying for it. But because this is a check of uh, delicate nature where you're trying very carefully to only do a little bit and you have to be careful of how you do it, I would ask you to roll a dexterity check, please. Awesome. Dirty 20. Okay, knowing about the sensitive nature of this and being very, very careful not to let any of it touch your fingers and also being very, very careful not to let any of it spill unnecessarily, you very carefully start to mix a sample of the blood water and a sample of the acid together. It does um, fizz in a very satisfying way. Um, it does seem to, there is a reaction here. Um, your lack of understanding of alchemical uh things limits what you can intuit from that but there is a very clear visible reaction just a reaction but not necessarily knowing what that reaction is yeah you're not an alchemist but they're like fizzing it fizzes I don't know if that's good or bad or neutralizing I, I think we need to try to figure out where the source of this stuff is coming from. Um, there, it looks like there's more cave up this way. We can sneak around the pool here. There, there seems to be... I understand there being a lot of water. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. But there seems to be a lot of source... Well, I don't know what the source is. There seems to be a lot of this, you know, weird blood. And I, I would like to know the source... And, uh, I could figure out what it is. <laughs> we have been asked to bring back this blood by an alchemist. Are these, um, crates here on the map? Yeah, but they're, like, old and busted. They, they contain nothing. Um, they're mostly map elements. You guys continue. So, yep. We're, so we're walking north. And, mm -hmm. um, it, so the we've got a pool to the south a pool to the middle uh, a smaller pool kind of to the north and um, more more blood yeah you uh, you enter into another room you can see from here pool you know with that same discoloration um, to the north 
there is a you can see the rickety wooden bridge and also to the north but going in a different direction so the bridge is to the northwest uh there is a cave passageway through uh the northeast and this tunnel shows a series of um like gaps in the rock like these big holes where as the water comes rushing in you hear and it goes splashing up into the tunnel through these holes uh, I'll ping them on the map there's one here um, you can see one here where the water comes rushing in from the ocean and then rushing right back out again um, as it goes it looks like if enough water comes in that it could be hazardous to cross and then you look at the bridge and you're like oh well the bridge is old and rickety and crappy looking also so that doesn't look safe either you are sure that you'll need to proceed with caution you just have to make decisions as to how that happens I, you know, I've got a set of pittens in my um, venturing gear so I can set up a uh, safety tow line along the wall here and we can go carefully skirt these holes now, j- just to be clear for anyone who might be listening, this we are now at the bridge that we've seen from several different angles and had no way of getting to. It's a rickety bridge. Um, we've described it several times, and now we can attempt to cross it. Now, I'll tell you that I do have something that lets me climb really well, whatever that is. Is it <laughs> so, a a plucky attitude or is it an like an equipment thing no it's a feature or trait or something uh you take reduced falling damage i don't know if that's part of it from being a pandaren oh, i'm sorry i missed one uh one descriptor piece um if you look out over the rickety bridge you can see a much thicker version of the red mist that you've been walking through and if you look down the tunnel where the the water holes are you also see that the mist in that direction oh excuse me my throat dried out uh is thick as well the farther north you get the thicker the the red mist becomes looks like we're seeing the source of the stuff it's in this direction is it getting harder harder to breathe or are we noticing any like bodily changes to inhaling this mist Roll a medicine check for me for that. Two. You don't feel any different, but you're really not an expert, and you're not convinced that you would necessarily recognize a change if it were to happen to you immediately, unless it was obvious. And you look at Butch and Ari, and, I mean, you're familiar with their species, but you're no expert, so it's hard to tell. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the look of that bridge at all. Um, if you guys uh, want to, I'll start hammering in these pittens and uh, running the line across, if you want. Yeah. Mr. Elemental, do you have a way that you, you think you can... Uh, I don't know if you can bend water or something, but is it possible to give us a ride over there? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Let's explore that for a moment. I hadn't thought of that. Waterform freeze has a swim speed. Actually, has a pretty aggressive swim speed. He would offer to. He would offer to help you move through here. Anything that might happen that might be hazardous that would have to do with water, um, you are pretty convinced that having a water elemental on your side would be. Would be directly helpful in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you're, it's like, so the, okay. So you look at the bridge and you're like, well, I mean, we could step out onto the bridge and then the, the, the planks could break and we fall down into the water. If we had a water elemental with us, it seems unlikely that we would drown. Um, he could probably rescue us from a fall of that nature. If we walk through the tunnel, the way that these holes are, if the water comes rushing in and sort of riptides somebody out into the, 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 the main body of water out there again he could be helpful in that situation or he could simply like accompany us as we walk and make it harder for the water to rip us out um all of these things sound like they're perfectly on the table but as far as it doesn't yeah having a you know sitting on top of a water elemental and floating across a bridge that's not okay 
Yeah, that wouldn't be something that he would be able to do with you. Guys, I, I I'm a I'm I'm a lot bigger uh, bear than the rest of y'all. <laughs> so I don't know about going across this bridge. It seems kind of I don't know if it's going to support someone who's had as many sandwiches as I had. Okay, so don't don't run all the way through there quite yet. We got to find out if you suffer trap stuff, oh. or were you just were you just taking a peek? I was peeking. I was okay. uh, well. That's cheating. <laughs> I was peeking around the corner. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'd like to carefully start to skirt the edges of each of these holes and um, hammer in. I've got ten pittons, so I would like to space my pittons all along here evenly to be able to get ourselves all the way across and start running the rope line through as a safety line for us to okay hold on to and move across so it's not difficult for you to do that you step into the first sort of bubbled out chamber where you can see that water crashes in here all the time you start hammering into the wall you continue forward into the next section and um, you do the same and so far, so good. The water has been coming and going. At one point, you do get a little splashed, but so far, nothing really dangerous has occurred to you. You still have your rope in hand. You move into the third section, and... Oh, sausages is used to getting his feet wet. <laughs> at this point, you've gone far enough that you're out of line of sight from the rest of the party. Um, you continue to hammer in these, these I think... I, I think you might be pronouncing them right, but I actually have no idea. Um, I think it might be pitons, or p it could be pittons. Let's call them pittons for now. And then into the f the last chamber. Okay, in the last chamber, the water rips in f uh, hard enough that you are... It is piton? Okay. Um, the water crashes in fast enough that it does risk knocking you off your feet and ripping you back out into the water. Now, you do have the rope in hand, so the strength saving throw that you need to make right now will be made with advantage. Yay! Oh, strength saving throw. Not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, how about a three? Okay. I mean, I'm tied. I didn't say that, but I mean, I figured as a, as a climber, if I'm putting in pitons, I would be tied to my safety line as I go across. Right. So um, that was why you had advantage. So, okay. So the roll is a, a medium or smaller creature has to make a saving throw. I'm trying to remember exactly how this room was uh, set up. It's been a minute since it's been written. Okay. Secured by a rope is swept only as far as the rope allows, but still takes damage. Okay, so it's a 50-foot rope. So let's see how far we started here. And we did to there, to here, to here. So, but you have extra rope. You, you, you took... I've got 100 feet. Okay, so we have 100 feet to play with. So the last one would have been here. So that's a total of... Oh, no, it wouldn't have been. So this is 70, 80, nine. Okay. So, okay. So you're actually in really great shape. You get knocked off your feet. You get sucked down the water hole thing with the water. You suffer some bludgeoning damage as a result of all of this. In, in the distance here. Oh, crap. <laughs> you suffer six bludgeoning damage. But instead of being washed all the way out into the water space underneath the rope bridge, you are instead sucked five feet down the tunnel and are dangling at the end of a rope. And because after the water rushes past and you like shake your head a little bit to get the salt water out of your eyes, you can climb back up into this chamber without any, uh, any difficulty. As you climb up into this chamber into... Um, the space where, the, again, the mist is getting very, very thick. Um, you look to your right, which would be up to the north, into the, the biggest section of the chamber, and you can see some of a big, um, like, rock kraken statue. A big one. And you hear a very strange voice in the distance in that chamber say... It seems I have help. 
My eyes will get really wide. Uh, hurry up, guys! It knows we're here. Alright, so I guess I'm just gonna grab onto the rope and slowly start to follow. Okay. Um, Ari makes her way through the tunnel, holding onto the rope. We're gonna roll your dice in just a second. Um, the... Actually, no, we'll roll your dice right now. So, in the first room... You're able to get through okay. In the second room, still okay. The third room... The water comes splashing up and slams into you. Uh, Make your strength saving throw with advantage, please. Ooh, a 17. Okay, with a 17. With a 17, your grip on the rope is good. You were ready for this. You knew that it had already knocked Falkus off off his feet, so you were sure that you needed to be careful here. Um, You stay standing. Um, And on your fourth, the same thing happens again. I need another strength saving throw from you. 16. Okay. 16 is also fine. Yeah, okay. It's pretty easy. Okay, fine. So 16 is, is good. Um, you're able to get up here. Um, Butch would be right behind you with the water elemental buddy. Um, Ari, you and Falkus are now like kind of at the entrance to this area, and you see approaching you a hooded figure um, wearing black robes, a black hood pulled up over his head, and black armor and his his face is a male human his face is very pale and his eyes are glowing a bright ghastly kind of a blue and he is walking toward you as though everything's coming up millhouse and he's just like quietly and confidently approaching where you guys are like floundering to try to get into this room butch um, are you going to follow the caveway or are you going to go across the bridge? I don't like either one of these. I guess I'll go the um, Okay, my dexterity. So if I'm trying to go across this bridge, it's the shortest route, but it is rickety and I am heavy. What am I rolling to get across this bridge? I am rolling... For like oh uh for the bridge it's bridge Marcus planks that are missing when a character uses the bridge I'm rolling to see if any uh hazards occur and if the hazard occurs you you will roll a saving throw to see if you are subjected to the hazard or if you're able to resist uh what happens to you what what, what kind of saving throw you don't know. <laughs> so they went up around the uh, right yeah. in the cave through a series of ropes. Yeah, they that- were holding onto rope so that they didn't get pulled out to sea as the water came rushing into the, like, through these little holes in the walls and then back out again. Do you know what I'm going to do? I got my oh, water gosh. elementary buddy. It seems that we're all going to the same place. There's just two different ways of getting there. We have been looking at this darn rope bridge for countless episodes. And I believe, I believe I can get crossed it. Then let me look at my equipment real quick and see if there's anything. Obviously, I've got rope, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I could I could take, take a crossbow and shoot a rope across to the other side of the cave that that might give me something to grab onto on the other side of the rope bridge. It's pretty far away, though. And there's all this red stuff in my way. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a mist. It's not like a physical object. Listen, we can't just ignore this rope bridge forever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, for the sake of the story, I'm going across it, and my my, my buddy, the uh, water elemental, if I fall into the water, I'm not gonna drown. I, I feel pretty good about that. Okay. You are gonna hurry your way on across here. You are, let's see here. Okay. 
you are super dainty and you carefully like step where the planks seem <laughs> solid and you avoid the ones that seem broken and you are able to cross this rope bridge without any issue. Now you just rolled like three times to, to make sure that happened. Well, the cave area was four. Oh, okay. So I'm across this bridge and I'm going to walk through this uh, hot blood mist. Right. So that's <laughs> that was there um, because I, I wanted it visible from where uh, like the, the, the throne room area. I wanted it to like when you look out here, but it's not just there. Like it's thick throughout this whole cave area. Um, it's not obscuring your vision or anything. It's aesthetic. Um, you enter into this room and you can see this human in uh, black robes and a black hood with the hood pulled up, marching toward the cave entrance area where Ari and Falkus went to. And he is drawing his sword and in his, like he's got a sword across his back, which he is drawing out of its sheath with his right hand. And with his left hand, he holds up two fingers and does like a circle motion. And you see... <gasps> You see, like, the red coloration of the mist, um, uh, not congealing, what's the word, where it's, like, condensing around his hand. And it's, like, it's it's all, it, a bunch of it is bunched up around his hand. Um, he is walking in with, attack to, with a t- intent to attack. I need everyone to roll initiative right now, please. Ari rolled a 10. Falkus has got a 9. I'm Bush and I got an eight. Okay. Somehow the NPC is the fastest thing. <laughs> um, Both water actually, elementals fastest. Yeah, I didn't actually roll to see if he gets across without worrying about the water, but he's probably going to be fine. Wow. Okay. In attempts to get across this thing, he's going to have to roll three strength saves. Give me one the second to find elemental? out the water <laughs> elemental. Yeah. Let me see if I can get him across um, to be as part of this initiative. I mean, can't he like shoot his arms down and just <laughs> him across the water? No, Let me be that's cinematic. Mario Sunshine. <laughs> it's wrong game. Okay. So this is what you guys see at the start of combat. Um, Ari and Falkus see that the, the the guy in the in the hood is approaching. Butch, you uh, you come in from the other side, and he's marching away from you toward Ari and Falkus. Um, the two of you look south briefly to see the water elemental charging through all the water, and then sloosh gets sucked out the side into the pool. And you're like, oh, okay. To start with, he is going to cast a spell. And you see, in addition, he's got a sword in one hand, and his hand is his other hand is glowing. And then next to him, you see a long sword or a a great sword. What did I say it was? It doesn't matter. A big sword appear uh, as if by magic, definitely by magic, alongside him. Um, oh, let me pull out his stat block here real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, pop out. Okay, cool. This will make it easier. Okay, he sees Butch coming running in. He's walking toward Ari and Falkus, so he summons a spectral magical sword that goes flying off toward Butch. Um, the weapon attacks against Butch, but I think a 13 would miss your armor class, right? A 13 misses. Okay, cool. He approaches Ari and Falkus, but I think probably... Yeah, his movement speed, thematically, uh, appropriately, is very, uh, very low. So he gets to the entranceway of the tunnel that you guys are like 10 or 20 feet away from him here. Measure real quick. You guys are about 15 feet away from him uh, at the end of his movement. Um, and the the floating sword, the dancing rune weapon, uh, as, as you will, uh, has attacked against Butch and has missed. Ari, it is your turn. You can see this guy walking up on you. And uh, as he approaches, he says, You're just in time. I needed more blood to find the shard. What would you like to do? Fine. Um, 
Okay, so I I can't see Butch at all right now, correct? He's like off over like yeah, here he's too far right? away around a corner. Okay. You you're, you actually aren't even sure that he is got in there. to you. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just so we see this sword kind of go off in a direction. He's with me though. Yeah. Uh, he didn't follow directly. He went the other way around and got sucked out into the sea. No, that did not happen. Yeah, he did. My glowing ex- orb? Oh, no, your glowing orb? No, your glowing orb is with you. Yeah, I thought you were talking about your water elemental. Yeah, your glowing orb is with you. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. My so there there is light in this room. Yes. Can you? Uh, are you a light source? You should be able to see. I can see the room. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the two of them. It's bright light. Okay, yeah. Well, they're not in line of sight with you. They're on the other side of the... They're south of where you can see the guy. Okay. Okay. Oh, I um, can see the guy. They can hear the guy. I get you. Yeah. So I... From where I'm at, I can't see the guy at all, and I'm guessing it's because I don't have good dark vision or night vision. It's in line of sight. Oh, that's... Yeah. R- no, no. She has line of sight on him, but you are the light source and went a different direction. So, no, you can't see it. You can see his, like, glowing blue, glowing eyes, blue eyes about so 15 feet eyes. away. Okay. Yeah, you can attack against him, but any attack roll that you make against him while you don't have, like, a good line of sight on him is done with disadvantage. Um, but that's for attack rolls. If you make him do a saving throw, that wouldn't be the case. So, if I do Vicious Mockery... He yeah. gets to roll twice. N- no. For the if wisdom vis- saving throw? Or? If you do vicious mockery, he has to make a saving throw. Like normal. Okay, so I'm just going to do vicious mockery right now. Okay. To start. And he's 14. And that's a wisdom? Yep, which I feel like he's high in wisdom, so... Oh, thank God. No, he only rolled a nine. Awesome. Okay. So I'm just going to turn to him and say, wipe that smile off your face because you're nothing but a big disgrace and I'm going to cast it a four plus he has disadvantage on his next attack okay so you you deal the damage to him um, he will have disadvantage on his next attack roll no problem and then as a bonus action I'm gonna go ahead and turn to Falcus, since I have no idea where my other compadre is, and say it's time for you to realize just how much of a prize you really are. So here's something to help you with this spar and give you bardic inspiration. <laughs> okay. And just because I have no idea where this guy is and I can't see anything, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to kind of like. Okay. You, if you stay in the cave, you are sure that if you stay in the cave, you will be at risk of the water coming in Damn and rushing it. through again. If I go past him, does he get an opportunity of attack? Y- yeah. So I'm just going to go to the entrance, right? I'm just going to step inside the cave. Okay. Um, yeah. You walk straight up toward him. Now that you're like, now that you're this close to him, can you see him? Yes, I can see him now. Yeah, he's like, great. Here-ish. Okay, yeah, you're now five feet away from this guy who's dressed in like classical, like classic, uh, 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 like first level Wrath of the Lich King Death Knight outfit, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, and he's got a sword in one hand. His other hand is is like glowing a red kind of a color. And I think possibly in the distance, you should be able to see. Um, a, like a glowing light floating next to Butch who is in combat yes. with a floating spectral sword. Um, at the end of your turn. Okay. At the end of your turn, he's going to do something that you guys in this game I don't think have seen yet. And he is going to do something called a legendary action. What? Which is where... Oh. Okay. He has, just to explain how the mechanic works, um, he has a certain amount of these that he can do in a round, and they always happen, if they happen, they happen at the end of one of you guys' turn. He sees you approach, and he gives you a look, and a smile creeps across his pale, gross-looking face. I say gross-looking, like he's unnaturally pale with those bright blue eyes. And suddenly you feel like dizzy and you've kind of got the flop sweat suddenly and you've really, you're starting to feel kind of sick. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw for me, please. I rolled a 14. 
Okay, but you shake it off. You Perfect. you No, you're no, I'm in a I'm on a fight. I'm not I feel fine. Focus, it is your turn. All right. Um it is a pretty narrow hall uh cave passageway here. Can I stay at range and get line of sight on him even with Ari and the cave wall the way it is? Under normal circumstances I would say maybe, but you're right. It is a tight squeeze. It's only a five foot space to get through this neck of the cave and Ari is taking up a substantial portion of that because she's standing in the doorway. If you were to try to move through here, it would be um, it would cost you double movement speed for one block of this. Um, but then once you were in the room, actually, you can see slightly beyond Ari uh, that the room is quite spacious. So you would have plenty of space to fight in if you got into the room proper. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for necessarily. I wanted to know if I were to do a ranged shot that I wouldn't take Ari out in the process. So you, like you, maybe standing right here. You, uh, you wouldn't have good. He would have half cover. All right. I see what you're saying. All right. Then, um. Mm. Oh, um, can I do this? So we'll go, you said uh, it's half movement to get past her. I mean, we're, it's an, it's on an angle there though. Like that's an actual square and then that's an actual square and that's an actual square. Right. So that would be what a total of 20 movement that you just did. You were th- I was here, right? Okay. Five, 10, 15. I'm at 20 right now. Okay, so it would cost you 25 feet to get to where you just got to. Um, Two things. First of all, I forgot something. The red glow fades from his hand at about the same time that Ari casts Vicious Mockery on him. First of all. Secondly, Falkus, as you come hustling through here, you are still in melee range with him, so he would not incurred opportunity yet. Right. I'm actually going to use my uh, action to disengage and move one more out of range. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's what I want to do. I mean, I don't have any other action economy at this point in time. Um, but actually, since I haven't done it yet, actually, I'm going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay within melee range. Um, Let's use my last point to go behind him for movement, right? So I was 25 here. That makes 30. I go back up to here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ready an action, and I know that it's burned if um, it's a spell of some sorts and it, the action that I'm waiting for does not happen. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to ready Arcane Torrent. Since I am basically High Elf, Blood Elf, We have I have that ability called Arcane Torrent. I can absorb arcane power from the area around me, restoring some of my power and giving the chance to interrupt spellcasters once per short rest. So I want to ready arcane torrent if he casts a spell. Okay. And that'll be the end of my turn. Okay. Um, so then to to condense all that down, because it did take us a minute to get to where we were going to be, but it is a complicated situation, so that's fine. Um, you started behind Ari, and you could see that it was a narrow passage to squeak through, so you chose to take the opportunity to squeak through, and now you are... Um, it's almost like you and Ari are um, flanking on both sides of him, kind of, although the angles aren't quite, it's not like a perfect line, but it's Ari on one side and then the guy and then you on the far side. And you are preparing to use this this blood elf, high elf ability that we homebrewed to interrupt him if he were to try to cast a spell. All of this occurs and as he sees you come running in, he is going to look at you that same way that he looked at Ari. You recognize spell casting when it happens. It requires that like they say magic words or that they wave their hand in a certain way or that they have some sort there's some sort of like people don't just stand still and do nothing and have magic spells occur in that same way. Um, what you see as you run by is he locks eyes with you really quickly. And suddenly you have that same sort of twist in your gut of like, oh, I don't feel good. And you like you're, you start to sweat a little bit um, and you get a little dizzy. I need you to roll a constitution saving throw for me, please. Alrighty, Con saving throw. Go. Uh, crit one with a total of two. 
Okay. In other words, poo. You suffer four necrotic damage. What? I could have used my bardic inspiration, but that's okay. You would have added what? What is your bardic inspiration right now? A d6. Oh, that's a it's a one d6, so it wouldn't have been much. Anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't have helped you. You're fine. Um, you suffer four necrotic damage, and you have disadvantage on your next weapon attack that you make before the end of your next turn. So it'll only last this round. Butch, you on the far side of the room. I don't know if you can see it due to the range. But you can see, if you can, you can see that they're engaged on the far side of the room. It's like this, now that everyone's in here, you can kind of start to make out that this is a spacious cavern. There is a big statue of a Kraken back here. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also, right in front of you, Butch, maybe by about 15 feet, is a cauldron of literally boiling blood. Like, it's boiling because there's a fire under it. Um, And there is steam in this room of, like, from that effect. Directly in front of you is a sword floating in the air that is not a sword. It looks like it's it's created by magic. Um, It's spectral, and it's ghostly, and it's attacking against you. What would you like to do? Well, clearly I'm going to rage, but it's... There's disadvantages to, to, to rage in this situation because I get advantage on strength checks and uh, saving throws. Um, now I do get plus two melee damage with strength weapons. That's right. good. Yeah, that's And all then I get resistance to a whole bunch of damage, but none of it's like magic damage. <laughs> um, but if this spectral sword is doing like piercing or slashing damage, I'll get resistance to that that's true so um which i don't know about at all but so i'm gonna go ahead and rage okay and uh remember if y'all are near me let's see i'll save there so if you're inside my melee range and doing melee attacks which you might not be doing (laughs) i don't know um that that does benefit you okay so, now the the sword's in front of me. I'm within melee range. I am going to take my great axe, which is fantastic, and I am going to attempt to um, use my great axe to break this spectral sword um, right in half. Okay. Um, as you like, it attacks you, and you dodge away from it. And you swing at it with your axe, without using any action economy to discover this. You quickly discover that this is not something that you can attack against. It's like as you swing through it, your your axe goes through it, and then it attacks you and tries to hit you. Um, but it's not, it's not an enemy creature or an enemy combatant or anything like that. It's a spell. It's functionally speaking a spell effect from uh, from the other enemy. So at this point, without you haven't used any action economy or anything to discover this, it's like very easy for you to recognize this sort of effect when it's occurring, um, and you can, you know, move or um, try to get into range of the of the guy or whatever else, and that would be fine. Okay, so I can't see the guy at the mm-hmm. moment, but I can definitely hear where this stuff is coming from. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, very very easily. Okay. I mean, it's loud near the water like it is, but, I mean, it's not so loud that you can't deal with that. Okay. Five, ten, thirty. <laughs> okay. It's, so I just ran thirty feet. I can definitely see all the things, but now what I'm looking at is um, I'm not within melee range so I'm going to use my hand axe or javelin. Wait a minute. Javelin would be overkill here. So, um, because I think it would be, because there's not enough range. So I'm going to use my hand axe to tr- try to get into the bad guy. Okay. Throw a hand axe. Does a 17 hit? Yes, the 17 hits. Um, you throw this axe, and it like 
you know, blade over handle fly, like spin flies through the air and it lands and hits and you hear a metal sound as it hits into the armor that this creature is wearing. But you do like it does hit successfully that it deals damage and you see that like he recoils from the hit a little bit. What's the damage on it? Seven. Okay. Um, He takes seven slashing damage, I think, from the hand axe. Okay, cool. So you did action, you did bonus action to rage, you did movement. So there isn't anything else, right? Right. Okay, cool. Um, from the like, from the 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 bridge area where you just came rushing in from, your water elemental buddy comes like crawling out from the ocean that he got like riptided out from. Uh, he's on the far side of the room from you guys, from like kind of over near where Butch had started his turn. Um, doesn't quite have enough movement to get to you guys yet, but is here and ready to help. Yay! The the Death Knight looking dude is going to see that things are starting to get a little overwhelming. He is going to um, use his action to disengage from both um, Ari and Falkus. And as he moves away toward the Kraken statue, which now he's actually a little closer to Butch than he was before, he's going to say, You're not the only one who can summon reinforcements. And what was a man will come crawling up from the dirt and crawl onto the the, the ground, like from underground, this decaying-looking flesh falling off of him ghoul of a of a person under attack from a death knight and his zombie minion our heroes have a real fight on their hands their water elemental companion will surely come in handy here against this agent of the undead. But what is he doing on Plunder Isle? And what is this shard that he seeks? Will our heroes be able to find it in the keep somewhere? We'll have to wait until next week for answers when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.